the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, September the 28th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On September 28, 1928, Scottish medical researcher Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin. It was the first effective antibiotic. Today in 1781, American forces in the Revolutionary War, backed by a French fleet, they begin their successful siege on Yorktown, Virginia. Today in 1841, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, my favorite poet, he completed his poem Excelsior. Excelsior, of course, speaks to high end. It used to be hotels, not so much anymore. You don't hear the word, but it used to be hotels called the Excelsior because it was, you know, like, I don't know, whatever. It was high end. And so that's what that poem was about. It begins with, I, for some reason, I, I remember the first part of it. It starts out, the shades of night were falling fast as though as through an alpine village passed a youth who bore mid snow and ice a banner with a strange device, Excelsior. And then he goes on through, and it's kind of the stages of life, and each is, is suggesting that we reach for the very best in our lives. Wadsworth was a very uh, devout Christian, and of course that's what he had in mind when he was writing that. The end of the, the end of the poem, it's several stanzas, but the end of the poem says a traveler. This was kind of at the end of this traveler's life. A traveler by the faithful, by a faithful hound, half buried in the snow, was found, still grasping in his hand of ice that banner with the strange device, Excelsior. There in the twilight, cold and gray, lifeless but beautiful, he lay, and from the sky, serene and far, a voice fell, like a falling star, Excelsior. I suppose you could take from that and say, we could, in our journey of life, always reach for the best in every aspect, but certainly spiritually. And at the end of life, hear that that word from the Lord, well done, thou faithful servant. I think that's what we all want to hear and know we will if we are committed to Christ and we've accepted him as our personal Savior. Well, so much for Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Today in 1850, flogging was abolished as a form of punishment in the U.S. Navy. (laughs) Interesting. Today in 1924, three U.S. Army planes landed in Seattle, having completed the first round-the-world trip by air. It took them 175 days. Today in 2000, after a 12-year battle by pro-life leaders, our voices were denied. The government approved use of the abortion pill, RU486. Remember that? Ten years ago today, citing national security risks, President Barack Obama, he blocked a Chinese company from owning four wind farm projects in northern Oregon. He did so because it was near a Navy base where the U.S. military flew, and I believe still they still do that there, I believe. 
but they flew unmanned drones and electronic warfare planes on training missions. That's something that Barack Obama got right. It's amazing. Wednesday last week, Ecoforum of Alabama, they revealed that the organization had received a subpoena that demanded, quote, all information related to the nonprofit's legislative activities promoting the Alabama Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act, that's VCAP as they call it, going all the way back to 2017. I don't want to take a lot, a lot of time on this, but I wanted you to be aware of it. Um, the government is going after conservatives and Christian organizations. There is no question in my mind about that, nor in the minds of many others that we're talking to or, or following what they're saying. The Alabama Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act was passed by the state's legislature earlier this year, but it had been in the works for several years, back to 2017. It was the subject of criticism by the White House immediately this year after Governor Kay Ivey, a Republican from Alabama, the governor, signed it into law. So now Biden was very, very critical of it uh, publicly. And now the Biden administration is going after Eagle Forum. They played an important part, along with other organizations, but they were significantly involved in this, in um, getting that passed. And uh, it's about life. It's about pro-life. And the Biden administration wants none of that. So anyway, they were served with this subpoena last Wednesday. We'll keep an eye on that. I'll keep you updated because that's I know there's some of you who listen to this program are involved in various uh, Eagle Forum groups, uh, Washington State and elsewhere. So we'll keep we'll keep that kind of uh, running uh, story here. Well, I'll, I'll keep my eye on that. Keep you updated as it proceeds. Um, <laughs> I talked about Mark Houck yesterday. He's the, the dad of, of seven children, he and his wife. Um, I, told, I, I won't go through the story. I don't want to take the time to do so. If you missed yesterday, just go back and read my blog or listen, listen to the – there's a podcast on our website, faithandfreedom.us. You can listen to yesterday's program to catch up on this. But it is frightening. I'm talking about the government going after people. Boy, this was amazing. They show up at his house in the middle of the night – or well, it was early in the morning – but very early, and guns pointed at him in the whole deal because of an incident that happened at a um, abortion clinic where he was going. Well, yesterday it happened on uh, uh, the the agents stormed his home right at dawn. It was around like like seven in the morning or something like that on September twenty third. So it's been about uh, five days ago, and um, they yesterday he to the new charges he pleaded not guilty and the legal process against him is underway so again that's another thing that we'll keep our eyes on and we'll keep you posted on this program that's what we do we talk about what's happening in the world as we speak that's why we originate live each morning so we can be on it what's happening like today and um, talk about it from a biblical perspective there's an interesting, interesting uh, verse that I'd like, or a series of verses I'd like to share with you this morning. It's from Isaiah chapter 40. That's a familiar chapter to anybody that reads the Bible or has been a Christian for a while. 
It begins with, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith the Lord, saith your God. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Verse 4 says, Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. That's talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. As you move through that chapter, there is this sense of, yes, you're talking about something in the future, but as God's word so often does, it brings about a not secondary in importance, but a secondary message that follows the message of the prophet Isaiah in this chapter. And it's about, it's kind of a personal profile of God himself that he's giving us about what's important to him and his word and how great is our God. And I just wanted to share that with you today as we slog through these things that are happening in our culture. I mean, I have to look for good things. There are good things happening and we talk about it here. But there's this constant drumbeat, this constant attack on everything that is good and righteous and wholesome and of a good report. And so, I mean, it just show me somebody who's doing something good, morally, biblically, socially. And it seems like the government will figure out a way to go after them. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it isn't related to and supportive of progressivism and secularism and humanism and LGBTQ, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, everything that doesn't fit into that model is has come under fire. But as you read through Isaiah chapter 40, you begin to see by the questions that the prophet is asking, like verse 12 says, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out heaven? with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who hath done this? Who hath directed the Spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him? Who is greater than the Lord? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and, sh and showeth to him the way of understanding? Verse 15 says, Behold, the nations are as a drop in the bucket, are counted as small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little, a very little thing. Reading on, through, reading on through this, all nations before him in 17 are as nothing. They have counted to him less than nothing in vanity. God isn't putting down nations here, but God is saying, look, I am in control. I'm bigger than all this. To whom then will you liken God, the prophet says, or what likeness will you compare unto him? Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood the foundations of the earth? Don't we know Paul addresses some of these issues in Romans chapter 1? It is he that sitteth on the circle of the earth. The inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. They stretch out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent. To dwell in. Verse 26 says, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might. 
for that he is strong in power. Not one faileth. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. And then there's this verse, and I hope you have it written in your heart, in your memory. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You shall walk and not faint. Mount up with wings as eagles. Man, I don't know if I can fly like an eagle, but if God says I can, I'm going to do it, sort of. That's what the Lord says to us through his word. God is bigger than all of this stuff that's going on in the world. But the reason that we address it, the reason that I have spent a lifetime in ministry of urging people to get involved, be engaged, is because I personally believe, and I, I have friends that strongly disagree with me. It's almost like whatever will be, will be. Man, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Let the world go to hell. I mean, what can we do about it? I mean, there's the extreme ideology on both sides of the theology, the Calvinist, the Armenian, and all of this. But, but I am of the mind, and it's been my passion throughout my lifetime in the ministry, that God has called us to be resistance because the Holy, the Holy Spirit is the resistance that holds back evil. The Bible is clear about that, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us as believers. We are the resistance in this world today for righteousness. Not that we are righteous, but the God we serve, the God who lives in us, is righteous. So when we stand, we stand on behalf of God, and God allows things to happen. And oftentimes, we, if they're bigger than we can understand. It's got like, wow, I mean, I'm not sure I understand all that. But I do know one thing. God is faithful and he gives strength to those who are weak so they can run and walk and even soar in our standing for righteousness in this world, regardless of what's happening in the world. And that's why we do what we do here. And I want to, again, thank you so much for your support. We need it. It's becoming more and more difficult. And I don't, I'm not, a. I mean, every glass is, Half full, not half empty, to me. But I don't, I don't want to sound like it's some kind of a burden. But boy, it's tough to get things done anymore. Our world has changed. The pandemic had a lot to do with that. A lot of other things have come to play. And then there's just this hardening, this resistance in our current leadership in this country toward anything that is good and righteous and of God and biblical, they just take an extreme position against it, while on the other hand, claiming to be devout in their Christianity. It's getting tough. Look at Eagle Forum. Man, they're taking a stand for life. Now the federal government has come against them 
with our taxpayer money, I might add, they're going clear back to 2017, trying to find something to take them out. I mean, that's what this is about. This Mark Halk that I talked about yesterday, he's in the national headlines today. I knew it would be, and it is. 20 heavily armed federal agents stormed his house because he pushed a guy who was using vulgar language right in the, the face of his son while, while his 12-year-old, then 12-year-old son was standing next to him at abortion clinic where he was counseling women who wanted to be counseled about abortion and that there were alternatives. I mean, that's the world we live in. And if you don't march to the, to the drumbeat, they will come after you. It should be very concerning to every Christian in America. Yet, as we look at the world scene, as we look at the worldscape, globalism seems to be losing favor. I hope that's true, and I believe it is. Larry Connor wrote yesterday, he said, there's something exciting happening in Italy. It's forcing the media to have a collective meltdown. Conservatives are poised to take significant power in the um, Italian legislature, and the movement is led by right-wing firecracker, he calls her, Georgia Maloney. Well, he's right. The left is in a panic mode because Maloney's political campaign was built around the principles of God and family and national sovereignty, borders, and freedom. That doesn't fit with the agenda of most of the European leaders, nor sadly does it fit with the agenda of our own current leadership in the United States. The New York Times was the first big paper to pounce on this, and they did so immediately. They're immediately going after her. They're trying to bring up something that will undermine her, that will diminish her influence, will make her look bad in front of the world. This woman, I'm not speaking on her behalf. I don't know her, but I know what's going on there because I've studied it. New York Times, they were the first, as I said, to pounce on the story, but others are following now. Some of them are quoting the New York Times verbatim. But in the mind of the leftists, the more you learn about this Georgia Maloney, the more urgent it becomes to undermine her leadership because she doesn't believe in the right things. Never forget, globalism is the ultimate goal of the secular so-called progressives. It failed for Nimrod in Genesis, and it's going to fail for these people, and there are signs that it is cracking and coming apart. Even the globalists are expressing concern about their agenda, globalism. New York Times said, in their featured story, they said this yesterday, victorious Maloney faces early test of Italy's resolve on Russia. (laughs) I mean, they never stop. It sounds like Trump, you know, lesson two. Here's what the New York Times says. The hard right leader, this Gloria Maloney, has been a full-throated supporter of Ukraine, but her coalition partners have sounded like apologists for Vladimir Putin. National Public Radio yesterday, all over this story, they said Italy will soon be led by the most far-right government it's had since Mussolini. Well, now, what kind of a picture does that leave in your mind? You're thinking, who is this woman? Georgia Maloney's brothers, NPR says, National Public Radio, that you support as a taxpayer. 
Giorgia Maloney's Brothers of Italy, they say, emerge as the single largest party. Her coalition will be able to form the next government. Maloney is expected to become Italy's first female prime minister. Well, that's a given. It's already set up. Uh, NPR continues, big changes in Italy. Italians have voted in what will be their first far-right government since World War II. Larry Connor, he's writing for the conservative town hall. I read them quite a bit. In fact, they're owned by Salem Media that owns a couple of the radio stations we're on. Town hall, they def- he defines, Larry defines uh, Italy's election with this. He says, quote, there's something exciting happening in Italy and it's forcing the media to have a collective meltdown. Conservatives are poised to take significant power in the Italian legislature, and the movement is led by the right-wing firecracker, Georgia Maloney. I mentioned her winning yesterday on the radio, or Monday, I guess it was, Monday on the radio here. But because of her party's connection to this fascist group in the distant past, and they did all the way back to Mussolini, they had connections to the wrong people, this party. But this woman, from everything I can see, and again, I'm not making a defense of her, I'm just telling you what's happening. But everything I can see of her and read of her, she looks like a female version of Donald Trump with a little more sophistication in her speaking ability. But she believes some of the same things that he's been espousing as MAGA, and uh, boy, they, they're going after her. But because of the party's connections, these brothers of Italy, way back, they're trying to brand her as some kind of a hardline Hitler type emerging in Italy. But the Italians are saying, no, that's not her. We know her, and we elected her. Breitbart News said yesterday, uh, Georgia Maloney, a rising star in conservative Europe, appeared at the CPAC, the Conservative Political Action uh, Group, in 2022, that was some months ago, and she condemned Russia for invading Ukraine. Breitbart was responding to some of the criticism that's coming from here, and they're widely read around the world, really. Breitbart says, we are on the side, quoting her, we are on the side of international law. We are on the side of freedom. Indeed, we are on the side of a proud nation that is teaching the world what it means to fight for freedom, she said at the CPAC earlier this year. Maloney also took a shot at Biden uh-oh, during her speech, noting that the disastrous exit from Afghanistan only encouraged Russia to invade Ukraine. That's true. All of us people out here across the nation watched and we said, what is he thinking? What are they doing? They pull the military out, they close the bases, and there's nobody left to protect them. And they call on the Taliban to protect the Americans that are left in the, na- in the, in the country of Afghanistan. It was a disaster. She continued in her speech at the um, CPAC, quoting Breitbart News, Without the outrageous withdrawal of troops from Kabul yesterday, we would have never seen the tragic siege of Kiev today, and certainly no one would be preparing to see Taiwan occupied tomorrow, she said. Pretty strong, pretty strong words. Foreign policy analyst for the Atlantic Council expressed concern that Maloney's, Maloney's uh, brand of politics signals a policy shift, I would say so, to more conservative national policies like Poland and Hungary. The leader of Hungary has been very outspoken. He's been very conservative in his views. He's been on Fox News and uh, a couple of other uh, conservative organizations, broadcasts here in, in the United States. But he, like Trump, uh, 
which is also more hostile to European Union's goals, they don't embrace globalism. Others reported that while Italy may have voted in its first ever female prime minister, she is a supporter of anti-immigration, anti-LGBTQ plus ideology, and so on. And they're going through all these things that they think will demonize her. And what they don't understand is that there's a, a bit of a, not a sea change, but a bit of turning in the world. People are beginning to question globalism. And they're beginning to say, I don't know about this. I don't think it's working, and we don't want that. And they're beginning to look to other leadership. It's not epidemic, but it's starting to happen. This Brothers of Italy party have come to prominence in Italy, but there's other places where it's happening. Town Hall, in their story, says our friends at Newsbusters, that's Media Research Center, uh, captured the liberal media going apocalyptic since Maloney's campaign was grounded on God, country, and family. So, of course, the left's mind melted into oblivion that some politicians would run on a national messaging campaign that makes total sense. They said the headline would be the first female Italian prime minister, but since Georgia Maloney ran on God, country, and family, they have to tear her down. That's exactly what's happening. Anybody and anything that is reflecting anything of goodness and mercy and righteousness, compassion, and just common sense is immediately attacked by these people. In a speech in 1964, it was called The Time for Choosing, Ronald Reagan said this, I suggest to you here there is no right or left, only an up or a down. Up to the maximum of individual freedom consistent with the law and order, or down to the ant-heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their humanitarian purpose, those who would sacrifice freedom for security have, whether they know it or not, chosen this downward path. Two decades later, 1981, at the CPAC, the same group that Ms. Maloney spoke to earlier this year, Ronald Reagan said, 1981, he said, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. That's why the Marxist vision, he said, of man without God must eventually be seen as an empty and a false faith, the second oldest in the world. First proclaimed in the Garden of Eden with whispered words, ye shall be as God. The New American published an article on this back in 2016. That's six years ago. It's an excellent article. I included it in an article that I wrote today on our website, faithandfreedom.us. And you can read it. It talks about this, but keep in mind it was written six years ago. But it talks about this very subject and uh, quotes a number of people, uh, that some of whom I know, in the article. And uh, it's very well written, and I don't have time to get into it. But it is in the article I wrote, and you can link to it. I would encourage you to read it. It talks about globalism and how it's beginning to feel a little bit vulnerable, and this was six years ago. Now we're beginning to see the results of that. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's always a pleasure, a privilege, an honor to spend these few minutes with you, and thank you for your support. We could not be here. We would not exist on the radio as we do without you standing with us. If you want to do something that you feel will help, and I believe what we're doing does from the results and the responses we get, please join us. We need your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009.
888-900-0009. Thanks for being here today. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.